Hello and welcome to Ride Home Review. I'm Oliver. And I'm Susan. And tonight we saw Caesar by Le Boite. Um Yes, that was what was on the bill. Yes. Yes. Um, Caesar is an interesting play. It's obviously after Shakespeare. And it's written by five female playwrights, each writing an act. And therein, at least partly, um, lies its problem to me. Um that maybe a team writing a piece together maybe but look at it there was very little caesar it was it was one of those play within a play things you know where we're going to watch the rehearsal process as they lead up to caesar and we've um and we've cross cast people we've colorblind casted we've um we've we've apparently done a climate change spin on caesar so you know it's tapping into that um take a shakespeare and play and adapt it to find its meaning um within the current world but it's very meta in its conventions and what it wants to be yeah i think what's interesting about it is fundamentally i think it is a failure a failure of ambition a failure of it took wild swings and it had a lot on its mind. It had a lot on its mind, um, and that's okay. And look, being ambitious is also. As Brutus said. I, yeah. To, it's ironic, really, that a Julius Caesar adaptation is too ambitious. Yeah. Um, I think that the. The problem that it had was that there didn't seem to be any oversight of somebody to pull the whole thing in to say, okay, okay, we get it. And to me, um, so it, it became a little too preachy, a little too screechy. I thought um, that though um, Genoa, the Indigenous character, had some beautiful monologues. Um, it, it to me made her sound very whingy. I, she is not. She's entitled to be angry, but I didn't read that. This is what's interesting about it, and I use interesting deliberately because fundamentally, I agree with everything this play wants to say. Yeah, that's right. That it talks a lot about the um, the fact that straight white middle-aged males have a position in the theatre that gives them a great deal of entitlement, access to the best parts, the adulation of crowds, the, the face on the on the posters. And also the silent um, kind of acceptance of white women. Yeah, yeah. And well, just the silence ex- and acceptance of their, their right to, um, it's... to have those parts. The problem was that it... We... It, it to me felt like it took some cheap shots at, at Brian Privates, and I know that wasn't the intent. He was the character, but the character was, you know, given the embodiment of 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 Brian. And I think that's an interesting choice to make to choose to use Brian Probitz as your epitome of evil. Yeah. And I think that's what I mean when I say it has many, many interesting ideas, and one of the five co-playwrights on this is a playwright called Zoe Dawson who does this kind of meta-textual thing a lot 
and does this thing of like I'm doing a play about a play about a play she did Conviction which was here at Metro Arts earlier in the year mm-hmm. and so I see a lot of that in it and I think I want to love it and I'm the target audience for this I know the inside jokes I have been in those rehearsal rooms and those dynamics do play out to a certain extent yes but but when you have an audience a planned audience of GP general public to me it's just um, pretty much it crosses it crosses the line to self-indulgent wank a lot of the time oh, I look I don't disagree with you I think you are slightly harsh well it, it would it would do this really powerful thing this this real this thing that really resonated this thing that found the inherent discrimination against uh, in working mothers against indigenous women uh, the the privilege of young white males it did all of that um, quite nicely made a powerful statement and then just took it to Look, I don't disagree with you. I'm just being very aware of the intent. The intent's all very well, but, um, you you know, it's only as good as it comes across. Yes, I... the best intent in the world, and it did. I I agree. I I just think our job as critics is... Oh, you're going to tell me what my job is again. Okay. Sorry, I believe, I won't speak for you, I believe the job of a critic is to analyse what they were trying to do, what was the result, and why it didn't work. So and I didn't think it didn't work because when they found the moment, instead of leaving it there to kind of sit and dwell with you a bit, it was always just one step too far to become an insider joke wherein it completely lost its power. See, as someone who gets the inside jokes, I don't actually have a problem with them. But unless you are going to have an audience that is deliberately stacked only with um, with performers, um, I, I'm not sure that it lands. And I'm not sure that it lands, say, if you haven't seen... Um, Brian Probert's in a lot of works. I don't think it totally lands unless you've seen The Longest Minute. I, I just think it relied on the audience being To in. be theatre literate. Well, not just theatre literate, to be in on the jokes. And, and I look, I, I don't think that's its biggest problem. Fundamentally, I, look, I have a lot of problems that it tried to bite off too much and then left massive holes that it didn't even touch. It's a show about privilege... And there is maybe one line about able-bodied privilege. And as a disabled person, I found that problematic. But And look, it's an ambitious failure. I don't think this play worked. But I think where we are kind of coming unstuck, if I... And again, I'm probably mansplaining slightly. Yeah, you are. And I'm apologising for that. Is that we disagree about why it didn't work. I don't think we do, do really. I think there's a degree <laughs> to which we're disagreeing. But I just had moments of eye roll. And um, I... Look, I, for a start, I am unconvinced about the play, about performing a play. Hasn't been done 
too many times. Um, the the kind of backstage theatrics where it all falls apart. I've kind of seen that. And okay, the message about why it's all gone horribly wrong is different here. Um, and we had um, some very big characters doing some really nice work, but it couldn't salvage a, a work that I thought was too heavily grounded in the industry and not um, the, the, the problems. And see, interestingly enough, what I found most compelling about it was the industry stuff. If anything, I wanted more of that and go more into... And look... But if you double down on that... Um, I don't... Dis- I agree that it's probably less marketable. But I think it's a better play for it. Maybe. But it, it's just, you know, in the end, you have to speak to an audience. And the people that it would have spoken most loudly to would have already known that. So it's not going to be particularly illuminating. See, I disagree. And look, we will argue this till the cows come home. What I find interesting about this argument that we're having is that it's a rare one where we both think the play didn't work. Yeah. And we are arguing why it didn't work, and I think, weirdly, perhaps... I think we're kind of saying the same thing, only slightly different, and maybe the the recipe of our failure cake has slightly more sugar in one and less milk in the other or something. But I think we're still talking about the same cake. Yeah, look, I agree with you. I'm just trying to say, I guess, that I think the fact that we are able to have this much depth of a conversation means it's doing something right. doesn't mean it's good. I still think it's fundamentally a failure. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that we can have a argument about it... Well, it, it, you know, really, if I wasn't doing this podcast... Mm. I probably would have walked out and gone, well, that was pretty shit. Um, because I felt... So you don't... I didn't feel any energy in the in the audience. I thought it tried to say things, but those, those punches didn't land. I think it tried to say too much, and it... I think fundamentally the problem was the fact that it had five writers each having something to say. And look... But those things were all quite related. It was all about... It was all about power. It was all about privilege. It was it was kind... And that's why the Julius Caesar thing was a thing. That it's talking about, you know, who rules the world and why. And what, what, what it takes to overthrow those things. Um, at least I think, you know... But it, it, I, everybody came off, I thought, feeling very entitled. Look, I agree. Um, it's, I'm trying to find... We're home, so we should probably stop as you were... About to escape and run, run from the guy. Oh, but you're still talking to me. I just think this show, which is fundamentally failure, has a lot to say. So let's rate it and we will continue this discussion. You're going to turn off the recording, though, aren't you? Yes, of course I am. God, Um, I'm going to give it a credit, and possibly even at the low end of that. I think it's a look. 
I agree, I think it's a credit. But I think it's a very interesting credit. It, More interesting than West Side Story. Yeah, which was just rolling out the same old, same old. And I'd rather this than West Side Story. Because I'd rather people take risks and yeah, risks that well, fail. I, I agree, you need to take a risk. But there also needs to be somebody in the room going, pull it back. Yes. And five directors makes that kind of... No, five writers. Writers, sorry. I didn't mean directors. I said directors. I didn't mean it. Um, I think that's enough. Yeah, I think that's enough. 